Chapter 7 of The Storyteller. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Storyteller by Maud Lindsay. Chapter 7 The King's Servant. There was once upon a time a faithful servant whose name was Hans. He served the king his master so long and so well that one day the king said to him, speak hans and tell me what three things do you most desire that i may give them to you as a reward for your faithfulness it did not take hans long to answer the king if you please your majesty he said i should like best in all the world to go see my mother to have a horse on which to ride upon my journey and to taste the food that lies hidden in the silver dish that comes each day to your majesty's table and when the king heard this he made haste to send for the silver dish and lifting the lid with his own hand, he bade Hans taste of the food inside. What this food was, neither I nor anybody else can tell you, but no sooner had Hans tasted it than he understood what everything in the world was saying, from the birds in the treetops to the hens in the king's poultry-yard. Goodbye, Hans, they called as Hans mounted the horse which the king gave him, and rode away through the gate. Goodbye, said Hans, and he cantered off in fine style down the king's highway. Before he had ridden far, however, he heard such a moaning and complaining by the roadside that he stopped his horse to see what the matter was. And, do you believe it? It was the ant people whose ant hill stood in the way, right where Hans was about to ride. See, see, they cried, running to and fro in great alarm. This giant of a man on his terrible horse will ride over our new house and crush us to death. Not I, said Hans. If so much as one of you gets under my horse's hooves, it will be your fault, not mine. And getting down from his horse, he led him around the ant hill and into the road on the other side. One good turn deserves another, cried the ant people, running to and fro in great joy. You have helped us, and we will help you some day. And they were still saying this when Hans mounted his horse and rode away. Now before long Hans came to a great forest, and as he rode under the spreading branches of the trees, he heard a cry for help in the woods what can this be said hans but the very minute he saw two young birds lying beneath a tree beating their wings upon the ground and crying aloud alas alas who will put us into the nest again i the king's servant and my mother's son i will put you into the nest again said hans and he was as good as his word one good turn deserves another called the birds when they were safe in their nest once more you have helped us and we will help you some day Hans laughed to hear them, for though it was easy for him to help them, he could not think what they might do for him. Trot, trot, and gallop, gallop, he rode through the forest till he came to a stream of water, beside which lay three panting fishes. We shall surely die unless we can get into the water, they cried. Their breath was almost gone, and their voices were no louder than the faintest whisper. But Hans understood every word that they said, and he jumped from his horse and threw them into the stream. One good turn deserves another, they cried, as they swam merrily away. You have helped us, and we will help you some day. Now it so happened that Hans came by and by to the land of a very wicked king, who broke his promises as easily as if they were made of spun glass, and who never thought of anybody but himself. No sooner had Hans come into the land than the king stopped him, and would not let him go on. No one shall pass through my kingdom, he said, till he has done one piece of work for me. Hans was not afraid of work. 
show it to me that i may do it at once he said for i am hastening to see my mother then the king took hans into a room as large as a meadow where some of all the seeds in the world was stored there were lettuce seeds and radish seeds flax seeds and grains of rice fine seeds of flowers and small seeds of grass all mixed and mingled till no two alike lay together hans had never seen so many seeds in all his life before and when he had looked at them the king bade him sort them each kind to itself the lettuce seed must be here and the radish seed there the flax seed in this corner and the grains of rice in another the fine seeds of flowers must be in their place and the small seeds of grass all ready for planting before you can pass through my kingdom and go on your way he said and when he had spoken he went out of the room and locked the door behind him poor hans he sat down on the floor and cried the tears rolled down his cheeks i do assure you for he said to himself if i live to be a hundred years old i can never do this thing that the king requires i shall never see my mother or the good king my master again how long he sat there neither i nor anybody else can tell you but by and by he saw a little black ant creeping in through the crack in the floor behind it came another and another like soldiers marching one by one they came till the whole floor was black with hundreds and hundreds of the ant people you helped us and we have come to help you they said and they set to work at once to sort the seed as the king required by the next day when the king came in to inquire how hans was getting on the work was done the lettuce seed was here and the radish seed was there the flax seed in one corner and the grains of rice in another the fine seeds of flowers were in their place and the small seeds of grass were all ready for planting the king was astonished he could scarcely believe his eyes but he would not let hans go such a fine workman must do one other piece of work before he passes through my kingdom he said and he took hans out in the open country and pointed to an orchard far away bring me one golden apple that grows in that orchard and you shall go free he said ah what an easy task is this said hans and he set off at once to the orchard but alack when he had come to the orchard gate it was guarded by a fiery dragon the like of which he had never seen in all his life come and be devoured it cried as hans came into sight poor hans he sat down by the roadside and held his head between his hands and cried the tears rolled down his cheeks i do assure you for he said to himself if i go into the orchard i shall be eaten alive by the dragon and if i do not go i shall never see my mother or the good king my master again how long he sat there neither i nor anybody else can tell you but by and by he saw two birds flying through the air nearer and nearer they came till at last they reached the spot where hans sat and lighted at his feet and they were the very birds that hans had helped their wings had grown strong enough by this time to carry them wherever they wanted to go and they flapped them joyfully as they cried one good turn deserves another you helped us and we have come to help you it was no trouble for them to fly into the orchard high above the dragon's head and almost before hans knew they were gone they were back again bringing with them the golden apple that the king desired he was astonished when hans took it to him he could scarcely believe his eyes but he would not let hans go instead he took a ring from his finger and threw it to the very bottom of the sea go and fetch me that ring he said and you shall be free as the birds and the bees but until it is upon my finger again you shall not pass through my kingdom poor hans 
he sat down on the seashore and cried the tears rolled down his cheeks i do assure you for he said to himself who can do a task like this i must either drown or stay here all the days of my life i shall never see my mother or the good king my master again how long he sat there neither i nor anybody else can tell you but by and by three little fishes came swimming to the shore one good turn deserves another they called for they were the very fish that hans had thrown into the stream you helped us and we have come to help you then down they went to the very bottom of the sea where the king's ring lay one of them took it in his mouth and so brought it safely to hans who ran with it to the king and when the king saw the ring he knew that he must let hans go he did not dare keep him any longer so hans mounted his horse and rode joyfully to his mother's home where he stayed till the time came when he must return to the good king his master which he did by another road he worked well and was happy serving his master faithfully and making friends with birds and beasts all the days of his life but never again did he go to the wicked king's country and i for one think he showed his good sense by that end of chapter seven recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida